Hello. That's it. That's the intro. Oh, okay, cool. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I can do that again if you I want. I literally said, I don't have a formal one of these. Yeah. There it's, you go. It's probably Done. easier to not have a formal one. Uh, I, I just, I don't see the, like, if you're listening to my podcast, you know what it's about. True. Done. That's right. There you go. So, um, yeah, we're going to, we're talking horror <laughs> movies. And firstly, uh, I'd like you to introduce yourself. My name is Buddy Watson. I'm a huge film fan, game fan, music fan, a fan of all things pop culture, I guess, um, wrestling, but film is kind of more so my forte, and I have a special kind of place in my heart for horror movies in particular, and it's specifically the one we're going to speak about uh, today. Woo! I can't wait. Yeah. So, um, the thing I'm going to try and do with this podcast is that you need to introduce the movie as if the listener has never even watched this movie Mm. ever before. Okay. All right. Oh, that's so tough. (laughs) I've seen it so many times, though. Um, So, (laughs) basically, the uh, movie Scream is about a serial killer who is terrorizing young teens from a local high school and town via stalking methods by calling them up and kind of quizzing them with particular horror movie tropes and and genre questions and then stalking and kind of killing them off uh, one by one in a real like predatory type fashion and the town is overcome they have to go into curfew and they're trying to figure out who it could be because it's specifically someone that could possibly be uh, in in going to the school that all these students are going to and getting killed off by and there's an investigator local investigator gal weathers who was played by Courtney Cox. Um, she's kind of taking it upon herself to team up with some of the um, police in the town, particularly a one Deputy Deputy Dewey, Dewey played by David Arquette, former WCW champion and a noted actor. Um, and they kind of team up together to try and kind of solve the mystery and, and find out who's doing this in the town. And it kind of relates to uh, one of the main characters, Sydney Prescott's um, kind of past and her backstory with what she's dealt with in... in her life so um yeah i hope that Fantastic. is a good summary that was an amazing summary off the top of my head I loved it. <laughs> <laughs> so uh what is your um you know your first memory of this movie ah uh, the first time you ever this watched is it. this is great because um the film came out in 1996 i would have been 10 years old at the time or possibly nine years old depending on when it released but my pop my nan and pop, one of our traditions was to go to the um, Blockbuster or Video Easy or whatever the store was at the time and get a bunch of movies. And pop would generally choose the new releases and then I would have my own kind of reign over the weeklies. I could get five weeklies and the next week it was kind of rinse and repeat. And that was kind of our, our week slash weekend uh, entertainment. And I remember the pop was the actual one that picked this one out himself, Scream. And um, oh God. he was a big horror movie fan. And he kind of that kind of rubbed off onto me and how them he kind of brought me up watching film as well. So he would make me sit down all late at night when Nan had gone to bed, and we would watch you know Nightmare on Elm Street. We would watch Halloween, Friday the Thirteenth, and all these horrific movies. And as a, as a young kid, I would really get scared and like close my eyes and look away when you know some of the deaths would happen or some of the nudity would pop up. And my pop, he would always be like, "Oh no, you can watch now." 
you can watch now and I turn my eyes and be right in the middle of a stabbing or maiming <laughs> or some kind of gory scene. It sounds very sadistic, but um, it's so weird that all of that kind of shaped my love for horror. And this, you know, even though I had these kind of prior touchstones with Friday the 13th, all the kind of yeah, iconic slasher characters like horror um, legends and even Texas Chainsaw Mask, showed me that as well with the Leatherface. Even though I had that before Scream, I really feel like Scream was the the turning point for my love for horror. And he brought it home from the video store and we sat down and watched it. And it was so unusual for Pop to kind of get a, a, a new horror movie like that. He was always into like thrillers, crime, action, all that kind of stuff. But um, And we sat down and watched that as a family. And I just remember it really scaring the hell out of me at the time to think that you know people could call your house and be outside and kind of stalking you and you know they're gonna, they're gonna kind of break into your house or or um you know kind of just like a you know the predator and the prey type of situation and that kind of tension it really scared me and one of the big premises for um pop bringing me up on all these horror movies was it's fake. It's fake. It's fake. It can't happen. Yeah. So, you you know, you get your Michael Myers, your Jason, your Freddy, your Leatherface. Well, in, in, I guess I didn't really know that true story of that at the time. But these, they always <laughs> looked like characters that were in a movie that couldn't be real. Whereas watching something like Scream, yeah. I'm like, these are just everyday people. This could be That's real. right. In every situation, this looks like it could happen. So, I think that was the big, the big moment that kind of... Um, it scared me. And it's so funny to say that it scared me at the time because I've watched this film probably the most of, out, out of any movie that I've ever watched. And you're watching it now, there's it's hardly scary at all. There's a few jump scares here and there. But really, for the, the most part, it's it's a comedy and a kind of um, an introspective... Like a dark comedy. Yeah, like this real cool introspective look at horror films and uh, horror tropes and kind of real meta and being self-aware. So um, right now, like, you can watch it any time as a little bit of entertainment and... Uh, not think of anything. Like, yeah, and enjoy it, and and think more about the context rather than what's actually happening. That's right. Like these concepts that Craven has been like, it's kind of like his look on the slasher genre and being like, well, this is what technically is meant to happen with slasher mm. movies. Like we're meant to go through these steps and be like, okay, well, this is the first one killed off, and then it's this, and then that happens, and it's you know, we'll go more into that, but. Yeah, it's just, I love, I didn't watch this film until I was like 18, 19, because I had watched Scary Movie. Oh, yeah. Did you watch Scary Movie first? <laughs> oh, wow. Yeah. So, I think, I yeah, I think someone else from the Explosion Network, we did Scream a while back on What Do You Want to Watch? And I, I can't remember who it was, but someone else had the same experience, but they watched Scary Movie first. And, and it just, I was like, oh, I can't watch Scream now because <clears throat> I'm fucking done goofed and watch Scary Movie. <laughs> And originally, like, I put in our notes that Wes Craven wanted to call the movie Scary mm. Movie. And um, I don't know why he didn't. I can't even remember if I put that in here, like, why he... Um, no, he, it doesn't say anything about why he did it, but he he changed it to Scream. And then when they made Scary Movie, you know, which is a complete parody of... I just can't get over it and, like, um, <laughs> like the Bobby Baby Dick, <laughs> where... Where he's got the Polaroid of him in the shower. And they're like, Bobby's got a baby dick. And I was like, well, I can't watch Scream now because if that's in the movie. (laughs) Or like, there's a Bobby character, which is Billy. And I was just like, I can't watch it now because baby dick Bobby. 
It's so funny seeing some of them scenes being parried, parodied and then having to see Scream and like linking that, oh, this is the scene that they parodied with the oh, beer bottles bit... or all the other stuff with the, yeah. you know, at the start where he's playing hide and seek or any, anything like, like that. <clears throat> I like the dad breaking into the room. Oh, I can't remember that one. <laughs> and, he, she, oh, it's a... and he's like, no, I'm just really fucking yes, high. Yep. So there's like, and then when that scene happened in Scream, I was like, oh God, it's the stoner dad. <laughs> and I was like, is he a stoner in this? And that, yeah, so it really, I had to give myself time between watching Scary Movie and Scream. And I just, when I watched it, I still, all I could think about was that movie. And I was like, oh great, Scream is ruined forever for me. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> but I, um rewatched it for the first time in years because it's such a long movie you know it's like what two, just over two hours almost almost two hours yeah almost bang on two hours yeah which and is so quite unusual for a, a, um, a horror movie a horror movie yeah absolutely i guess some of the older horror movies would have been around then but um anything like from the 90s and maybe the mid to late 80s really had that kind of it's got to be 90 minutes it's got to be nine you know that kind of yeah. formula to it so that's it which makes sense because you know like you horror movies you're doing the same thing over and over again in a lot of them like the same things is hap you know are happening and so i don't think that that formula you know allows for two hours really and even it took me three nights to watch scream on my rewatch because i was just like (laughs) like i love it but if it was an hour and 20 minutes long it'd be great (laughs) short and sharp (laughs) straight to the point (laughs) so um yeah, so what we're going to do is we're going to we're going to dive into the movie. All right, let's do it. So, let's do it. Um I don't really remember what town it's in. Woodsboro. It's a quite Woodsboro. Which I think is go. a fictional town from memory. Oh, it'd be interesting if it was a real one cuz those kids would be How scared. Well, there was already all, already that controversy about like the ghost face mask and how um in, you mm. know, real life they had to kind of that was a very popular um outfit that people were selling at halloween stores or costume stores and they mm. kind of how you had to ban that and then the kind of uprising like copycats and people trying to do the same thing once the movie were released yeah. it would have been even more horrific if this was a real town and how that would have affected that town <laughs> well, and i guess happen. tourism mm. and maybe people flooding it and maybe copycats being in that town or it would have been a nightmare to kind of deal with so oh god i, I don't even think of knock-on effect i'm just like imagine <laughs> terrorize those kids yeah. would be but there's so much more to it than that. Look, I'm I'm small town. <laughs> Me, I'm from a small town. But um, so yeah, so we're in Woodsboro, and we find out that Sydney, her young Sydney Prescott's mum, has been murdered, and she's obviously depressed. It's coming up to the one year anniversary of her death, and um, I don't really. Is this where it's the start of the movie where Bobby um busts in through the window? Yes, isn't Billy, it? Billy in this one. Billy, sorry, not Bobby, baby dear. No, that's right. Billy. Yeah, he he kind of um, <laughs> busts in. So we 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 open with the Drew Barrymore scene first, and oh, yeah, that's so right. I forget all about that, and that scene's iconic. It's very, I just totally it, ditched. That. It's very iconic, and for me at my age, um, however old I was, once again nine or ten, and um, I think the big appeal for even Pop from the you know just looking at the cover and the back, knowing that Drew Barrymore in it would have been a draw for him to get the movie. So for I guess for all of yeah. us, even my nan, I think really liked Drew Barrymore as an actress, and to see her get killed off at the start was quite a shock for everyone. And that kind of maybe that you're like what it, it worked. Yeah, what some this? of that star power definitely drew in a lot of people, and I never really asked my pop 
maybe I should maybe I should ask my pop <laughs> next time I see him was that like one of the draws and why did you hire it um but yeah it starts with that and then oh uh, you know post that is mm. um I guess Billy like being at the window and already you're like well what's he doing creeping around at night time so they're already putting up some red flags yeah because it's all at the same time <clears throat> you know that um that um Casey Drew's character is being murdered and then during that time they're trying to set up that Billy's rocking up at at um what's it for at Cindy's. Yes. So it's like, oh, it can't yep. be him because he's at yep. Cindy's. So it's fine. Exactly. It's somebody else over at Casey's place. But she's making a popcorn. They're talk- do you like scary movies? Yeah. What are you watching? Yeah. And what was she, she watching? She was watching She's watching the ex- Exorcist, I think. Exorcist or Nightmare on Elm Street? No, no, I think that... I I think it's Exorcist or Poltergeist for some reason. Um, And... Mm, I can't remember because they do... They they comment about how it being a little bit PG and, you know, nothing... um, You know, nothing... Kind of like our relationship, kind of, you know, only over the clothes or whatever. So when uh, he tries to... Yeah, and then in Scary Movie, it's her with a friggin... Oh, the locks and... Yeah, that's right. Yes, I remember now. (laughs) Oh, my God. I haven't seen that since the movies, probably. I know everyone to that <laughs> movie. That and um, uh, The Nightmare Before Christmas. Yeah. Oh, what a... They're what my a, two movies I know everyone to. It's funny because Scream would be one of those <laughs> movies that I could pop on and do a um, like quote along with, which is um, something yeah. they do in Scream 4, watching the old Stab movies, which is, once again, another meta reference. So. Mm. Oh, it's, they're just... There's so many, isn't it? They're, and they pay homage to so many horror movies in this, and... I think this was like the last horror movie that Wes Craven ever did, or last slasher anyway. Yeah, I'm I'm thinking I read that somewhere. Because yeah. he, Which I don't know what else outside of like two, three, and four. I don't know what else he did. Um, well, he did all of the screen yeah. movies, so he's the only uh, director who has ever completed a complete like did sorry directed a complete horror series. What? So he made sure he did all Which will actually come to an end real soon. Because I don't know when Scream 5 is coming out. I think it's possibly gonna, next year. There's going to be a new or one. Or the year after. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. Amazing. it's I don't know. They haven't decided whether it's going to be a, like a soft mm. reboot or a hard reboot with characters and everything. But um, That'd be amazing. Courtney Cox, Courtney Cox and David Arquette are confirmed to come back and reprise their roles. So yes. stoked at that. Yes. So, um, yeah. So Billy is trying to get into Cindy's pants and they're like, nah. GTFO. <laughs> and then uh, just oh. just really randomly, I I, I love that um because like, I at the time I would have in ninety six I would have lived down I think in in Dapto, Wollongong and Dapto. God, Dapto. But we would have been like that would have been my first exposure to like Sydney as a city and visiting there and going up yeah. on like ninety minute trips like, so when weird. you see when i see like nev campbell in this and her name is sydney i'm like oh a straight australian reference like she's named after the she's named after the the, the sydney <laughs> so that was like silly thing as a kid yeah i've done i've done stuff like that no no she was sid sydney in scary movie but cindy in scream no she's sydney she's sydney prescott in scream and she's Cindy oh. in Scary. Scary movie. I think. Oh. I think. I thought it was the other way it's around. It's definitely not the other way around. Sydney, Sydney <laughs> Prescott is my favourite final girl. <laughs> <laughs> I 
I don't have a favourite final girl. It, well, Scream's my friend. Oh, no. It's probably um, Jessica Biel in Texas Chainsaw Massacre when they did the, the remake. That remake is amazing. I love that. I saw that yeah. in cinemas in yeah. 2003. I just listened to a podcast uh, the other day where they were talking about it. And I was like, that remake is so good. But I do love the original. But the remake is yeah. brutal. Like, it's so good. That and uh, House of a Thousand Corpses. Yeah, I haven't favorite. seen that one. <gasps> okay, put that yeah, on the list. I'll check it on the watch list. you got to watch that. Devil's Rejects and um, Hills Have Eyes. Hills Have Eyes I've seen, but um, the other two I haven't. If you want to speak to someone about that, you speak to Dylan from uh, Explosion Network. They're his favourite <laughs> movies, so one okay. of them was anyway. So. <laughs> I'll get on to it. So, um, then the next day, they arrive at school. And that Gail Weathers is there. I don't think... This isn't where she punches her out. No, she punches her out later on. So she, this is kind of just mm. sets up that Gail Weathers is this like really pushy reporter um, that's kind of in your face. Yeah. And uh, I think this is... It's briefly mentioned when Sydney and her friend... Um, why can't I think of her name right now? Tatum, Rose McGowan's character. When they kind of... They Tatum. make a quick yeah. reference to like, oh, there's Gail. Um, you know, she mm. wrote the... The book about your mum's death one year one year ago, the Woodsboro murders, and how you know Cotton mm. Weary, who Sydney pointed out in the um, the court case, was uh, convicted basically off her eyewitness testimony, and that you know she wrote the book kind of questioning that and Cotton is innocent. So they've already set up that there's kind of some friction, something going on there, that. yeah, and and the kind of dogged reporter that Gal Gal is in the, in the movie. So. Mm. And I really like her character because she's just that antagonist that you you just like go away, girl. Yes, but you're kind of glad she's there in the yeah. end. In particular, like, with the like the sequels and kind of her growth as like one of the heroes, and but she's still got that annoying thing mm-hmm. about her as that as like the yeah, reporter. She's it's like I'm female, I've got something <laughs> to prove, and that's like something I can't stand in a movie. But then I remember it's 1997, and that's probably why that's yeah. there. Because that would have been an era where, you know, it was women are strong and powerful, so they've got to work ten times harder than what, you know, a man would to do the same thing. Yeah. So, like, I get it. I get it. I get it. It's, <laughs> <laughs> it's just like, she'd be awesome. She's awesome. Mm. She, I really like her character. And so uh, Dewey sweeps in and saves the day. Yeah, Dewey. Oh, what a, what a lovable a- character Dewey is. I, I, do, I love David Arquette, so watching him in it, and obviously his wife, you know, Courtney Cox, mm. watching them, that was when they first met, was when they were filming Scream. So it's really interesting to see their characters have a little <laughs> bit of, you know, flirty going on, and it's like, oh, you two ended up married, but you didn't know yeah. that. Little did they know. <laughs> no. And then they got divorced a couple of years later, but still. <sighs> Rip. Yeah. <laughs> and so they go into school. I can't remember what happens in school. Oh, they find out that Casey's been murdered. Yep. Um, and I don't like a lot of the script. I don't really remember yep. until it's like towards the end. So I'm trying to remember like what happens, even though I only <laughs> so, so from um, there, um, like Sydney's obviously she's getting kind of. PTSD type, oh, is this happening again? Has this got anything to do with yeah. me? She's t- kind of taken out of school and, and questioned, and the whole, is it cotton? Or where's your dad? Because he's kind of... Your 
dad's he's gone missing now and and all these kind of questions arise and um some of the friends are not being overly sensitive uh around her at the time with uh like Stu and billy he's you know makes that joke like leave her alone i fucking i just i love that at the start of the movie it's just so goofy for (laughs) what his character is um oh yeah i remember he has all these jokes and i'm just like oh he's great he he he's (laughs) awesome and um there's a there's a particular moment at the end where he's like he's on the phone he's bleeding out and um he like you know he's been revealed as one of the killers and there's blood everywhere he's been stabbed like i think i'm getting a little woozy man i think you went too deep billy and he's like on the end on the phone my mom and dad are gonna kill me it's like he's still that like he still thinks he's gonna get out of it and just that like goofy teen and then he's gonna comedy moment yeah it's just yeah i think that that's like what scream has been really perfect for for those like funny quotes and that they've even rehashed them you know in scary movies so people will hear someone quote it from scary movie and be like oh that's from scream yes yes and that's what's so cool about it, I think. Like, even though it's a parody, it's still like, oh, people don't know that all this shit happened in an actual horror movie. Yeah. And the horror movie is funny as well. So you you can just watch the horror movie, which I should <laughs> <laughs> So hilarious. <laughs> and so um, this is where the same day Sydney goes home and she's attacked by Ghostface. Yes. yep. And... Um, Dewey, I think no, Dewey doesn't show up. Tatum shows up because Tatum was meant yes, to pick her up. Yes, that's right. And so yeah, she goes over to Tatum's house, and you know, um, oh no, there's something that happens in between. Yeah, at this point, um, Sydney receives a, the the call at school um, from Ghostface, and it's kind of that's linking right. everything together. And then there's suspicion on like Billy and whether it's you know because Sydney wants mm. to take time away from him at the time, and like. You know, with everything that's and going that's where on. And he's like, get over your mum being dead. My, my oh, mum left. Like, my mum left. <laughs> Gotta get over. I'm like, yeah, like, you idiot. Your mum's still alive. Yeah, that's head. exactly right. Yeah, and she pops up in number two. Surprise, surprise. Oh, there you go, Billy. She's yeah. fine. <laughs> Sydney's mum's gone. She dead. Right. It's, it's, um, it's so funny because David Swimmer is playing Teenage Billy boys. in the, um, the stab Oh, no. The stab. I don't like him. <clears throat> I don't really like him either. But he's playing, you know, Billy, I'm pretty sure. And uh, I can't remember who is playing Sydney. Oh, fucking terrible. But he's like, stupid. Or like, after that moment, that's um, reenacting that hallway scene, which is quite serious at the time. But just it's funny how they make it mm. so comedic <laughs> in, in Scream 2. Yeah, and I actually find um, the guy who plays um, Billy quite attractive. Oh, Skeet Ulrich. Yeah, he's... Um, is it? Yeah, yeah. He's, he's really He's fantastic. Good. I really wish he was um, in more things. I know he was in, like, Jericho, yeah. and he's popped up in a few movies uh, here and there, but he's, like, mm. on the same um, stratosphere or, or level as uh, someone like um, Timothy Oliphant for me, who was another, like, underrated oh, okay. yeah. person that I'd seen something great in, and I'm like, be in everything. Mm. So. Just, you can do everything. Yeah. <clears throat> <laughs> Please. But yeah, he's also very attractive because he reminds me of crybaby Johnny mm. Depp. And that's why I'm like, yeah. You can stay. <laughs> oh. And like, Johnny Depp in uh, Nightmare on Elm Street. Yeah. Like, they look so 
familiar, and I think that that's why he was probably chosen. Yeah, I wonder if that was a deliberate choice. To... Yeah, I think it might have been, because people would have made that horror connection, like, oh, you look like someone else I've seen in a horror movie. Yep. So, I don't, I don't know. I'm not a casting director. <laughs> I should be. Make it happen. <laughs> Skeet Ulrich. In everything. <laughs> and so, Billy is now um, under suspicion from Sydney. And she's like, I've seen the, the ghost face mask at my house. I've, you had a knife at my house. Um, and then he gets arrested. He got arrested before he said that shit to yes, her, didn't he? Yes, yes. And he called... Yeah, oh my God. See what I mean about it being <laughs> too long? Look, I'm going to respectfully disagree about Scream being too long because I love every moment of it. <laughs> You're preaching... This is like a top five movie of all time for me. Number three in my top five. All right, go top five uh, Top five. Fight Club 7, Scream, uh, Scott Pilgrim vs. The World, and possibly Back to the Future uh, 1 and 2, or 1 slash 2 as a, like a joint movie. Fantastic. Um, Mine is Evil Dead, Evil Dead 2, <laughs> Army of Darkness, American Psycho. Great movie. <laughs> and, um, oh, what was the no, uh, like, um, Nightmare Before There Christmas. you go. Look, oh, that's, I can't compete with the horror horrorness of your list there. <laughs> And even, like, American Psycho is considered a horror movie. And I was like, really? It's twisted. I don't know about horror, but it's... Yeah. Uh, I was I, like, oh, there's a lot of blood. And there's, like, some bodies in a cupboard at one yep. stage. But oh, horror, I don't movie. know. And I've read the book. So I was like, the the, the book was um, terrifying. Uh, don't read the book. Oh, it's, um, it's a lot worse than the movie. Well, listen to it. Listen it's to an audiobook. Uh, just listen to the audiobook. Don't read no. the words. <laughs> okay, so let's go. We're at. He's in prison. Mm. And. Do you know what? I remember what happened yes. now. So she got attacked at home, and then Billy shows up again in the window, climbs in through the window, and that's when the mask falls out. She gets him arrested. Mm. Yeah, he, he. Then she goes to. Because he. I think it's his mobile phone that falls out. And then that's yeah. like tying that all together. Um, the really cool mm. thing about that scene, which I, I absolutely love, is when Sydney gets the calls, um, unlike Casey, who felt more like not helpless, but um, a, a little bit more innocent as to what's happening. I guess Sydney has more, you know, the you know the foresight of you know Casey's death and everything. And, but um, it mm. feels like Sydney's not taking shit and she's more like standing up and, and um, playing along, but to her own kind of rules and I kind of love that how she steps yeah. outside and she's you know if you can see me what am I doing picking her nose and um, mm. she's this is the first kind of time we also get the uh... <laughs> did something happen jump behind you then oh my god my oh my Ooh, scary <laughs> that's yeah, jump scare right now and they're recording this um <laughs> but the, that's one of the first times when they're like well you know if this is a horror movie you know she's like oh I don't like horror movies because it's always some dumb bimbo um, getting cha- yeah. running upstairs when she should be walking out the front. But then she's kind of making fun of what happened to Casey in a way, where we're all like, hey, that happened to Casey. Like, she tried to get away and she got killed. Yeah, yeah. and um, the, the funniest thing about that is she's like, when she should be running out the front door and then moments later she gets attacked and um, she runs upstairs. And she's running up the stairs. So it's, <laughs> and you're just like, you It's idiot. just fantastic. I, I can't remember if she tries to go for the front door, but she definitely runs upstairs, which is like... I th- yeah. 
Because she goes outside onto the roof or like, um, because their house is huge. Mm. And I'm just like, where are you? Where are you? Go- Your house is so yeah. big. It's insane. But it's definitely- and then that's when Billy yes. shows up. It's definitely one of, one of the like, first times they oh. have like the the conversation about like the meta ness of the um of uh, the horror tropes and everything and how he you know mm. what like with Casey even just mentioning horror movies and horror icons in a horror movie is quite out there. So and he like but he they always mention like the really great amazing ones that really defined that genre as well. Like um like further on. When um, the the stoner character is um, discussing, you know, like all the different the rules of yep. horror, like this is what happens, this is what happens, and there was actually a horror movie I watched, uh, and I actually talked about it with Betson. Um, uh, the um, Cabin in the Woods. Oh, I love Cabin in the Woods. <laughs> Where <laughs> they have all the you know specific characters, and they're like, I'm the so and so. And, you know, there's an order that you die in and it's they talk about it as well in the movie. Yes, that's really and, meta. Yeah, and it's just really cool. Yeah. <laughs> it gets so, like, you don't realise until you're discussing it with somebody that that's what it actually is. Like, you don't really pick up on it unless you're having, like, a genuine discussion about, like, what's said and what's done. And it's really fascinating and I think that's why I like horror because it is such a... A genre where people are so quick to be like, oh, no, just blood and guts and scary stuff. And it's like, it's so much more than that. Like, you don't understand. Yeah. And even if it like, is some of those movies are those things, then who cares? Like, we don't really need to um, reinvent the wheel here when it comes to horror. Like, if it's tried, tested, and loved, and people love this specific genre for some of the tropes that are in mm. there, then why not embrace that? And, um, even oh, at this absolutely. point, like you said, a cabin in the woods and even scream to the point where they even poke a, a little bit of fun at it while still doing it is yeah. even better. And Randy, um, played by Jamie Kennedy, is actually like one of my favorite characters. I mm. think he is my favorite oh, really? character. It's it's so hard because so many of the characters are so lovable, but the very fact that he's like obsessed with film, um, he knows all the rules, he works at the movie store, like it's very relatable for me. Yeah. And I think for a lot of people that... Um, uh, cinephiles watching it and hearing him spout out the rules and even <clears throat> the rules in number two that he spouts out like with Dewey at the the diner um, it, it's it's great like he's definitely and uh, like yeah, adds to that meta cool. part of it so I'm definitely gonna have to watch number two I'm, it's all on um, Stan on Netflix I'm pretty yeah, sure yeah two two is really good um, as far as like ranking the screams I don't know like if we're gonna get to there or not but um one, t- one, two, and four um, are quite good for me. It's always going to be number one. Yeah. Um, but I would say even four yeah. or two, can, if on any given day, can um, alternate between being the the second best one. And then uh, sadly, we have number three down below at the very bottom, <laughs> which is uh, not great. But because I have love for the characters in the franchise, um, I'll I'll still watch it if if it's there. So. Mm. I do. Um. I do need to build that like affinity. For, a, for a, a series, like, I've watched all of Nightmare on Elm Street. Yep. Like, even the really, um, number, I can't remember if it was number two or number three, where it was, like, heaps of, um, it was really, um, what's the word? Uh, camp. Yes, yeah. <laughs> and it's just like, what? It's... I love it. But, this isn't the same people that did the other one, is it? This is yeah. New. 
And um, yeah, I just I, I really love Freddy Krueger as a character. Yeah. I even have a um, like a little pin, and it says like "Dare to Dream." Oh my gosh! And it's like Freddy Krueger on it. <laughs> I love it. It's amazing. Yeah. Everyone needs one. But um, yeah, back to let's get to the movie. Um, where were we up to? So um, Billy's been arrested. Yep. So this is about like almost halfway through the movie. Because we've got the the setup, the murders have started, but nobody in the group has been murdered no. yet. So we, that that it all seems <clears throat> to happen like within like ten minutes. Of yeah, each other. it's 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 like, definitely that spray? old school like western uh, like Tarantino type esque finish where there's like this mm. just massive finale with all this kind of bloodshed um, towards the end. But the, the really cool scene we get now is, um, Gal Weathers, like they're trying to Sydney's trying to sneak out of the police station and we get yes. the, um, Gal Weathers, like, she, you know, she's, she's knows, she knows it's a back exit to the police station and she kind of, kind of she's gets smart. in Sydney's face and then Sydney, you know, <laughs> hooks her. She right says something about her mother. I can't remember what the line is, but, um, I yeah. just remember Tatum later on, um, like reliving. It's like, bam, Sydney, super bitch. Bitch goes yeah. down. And it's like, yeah. Yeah. Oh, I love it. And then um, this is like one of my favorite scenes, right? Because it reminds me of a scary, the scary movie scene. That is basically oh, the same. <laughs> so uh, Sydney and Tatum are in Tatum's room. So Sydney's at her house now. And... Um, the caller comes in and Tatum mum comes in and she's like, Cindy, there's somebody on the phone for you. She goes out. It's Ghostface on the phone. So the guy who did the voice for Ghostface on the phone, the no, no, no one ever met mm. him during the filming or before the filming, like during casting and whatnot and rehearsals and whatever. They always only spoke to him on the phone. So when they're actually on the phone to him... It's actually, they're actually on the phone to him. And they're recording that phone call there and then. It's not like a, they record their bit and then his bit's recorded and then they put it together. No, they're actually having this conversation with him and they never meet him. So how creepy would it be, like, even, like, never seeing this person's face and having these conversations with him? I'd be like, "Mm, no, I'm out, done, I'm out of here. And so then Sydney's having a breakdown. She's like, oh my God, he's calling me. He knows where I am. And Dewey comes out. <laughs> and it's that scene in Scary Movie where he comes out with the vacuum cleaner. He's like, told you not to disturb me when I'm cleaning my room. <laughs> so good. Because then later, later, Tatum's character says, Mom also said to stop putting your dick yeah, in the vacuum cleaner. I love cleaner. that. That's my favorite part of Scary Movie. <laughs> so good. It's such a good movie, and like, but just watching Scream <laughs> and being like, oh, that's that bit. <laughs> and so, um, then the next day they go to school, and Billy's yes. out. And that's where he says, get over your, mu- your dead yeah. mum. Which is. And it's just like, it's only been a year, you cockhead. Yeah, and I love that they kind of create this. Um this kind of red flag like it couldn't have been billy because he was in the thing but what about his one mm. call and she's kind of having these self-doubts but um yeah she's just like wait a yeah, second i love that they threw that in the middle of the movie like just to kind of throw you off throw, throw you off, off the scent at least mm. and it and it, like i never suspected him 
Yeah. Like, I was just like, ah. Well, when I first watched it... Because in Scary Movie, that's not the uh, Yeah, of course. <laughs> so, for me, when I watched it and saw the actual ending, I was like, oh, it all makes sense. <laughs> well, that's good it wasn't spoiled for you then. <laughs> it wasn't. It was amazing. I was so stoked. And I think that maybe the Scary Movie directors did that on purpose. <laughs> Probably. So that you wouldn't know what the ending would be. You'd be like, ah, oh, cool, that's the actual ending. Yep. Yeah, it would have been yeah, two on the yep. nose. And this is where Cindy goes into the toilet. Mm. And Ghostface is in there. And chases her yep. out. And the school shut down. And um, the principal gets stabbed, Yeah, principal. Or it's alluded that he gets Oh, he gets stabbed. messed up, yeah. I can't remember seeing it. I think they cut that scene. Yeah, out. They, 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 you just see it in the mirror. I think with the the arm up and the stab, or you kind of hear it because yeah. he gets killed with the scissors. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. yeah, I know that the scene of him actually getting stabbed wasn't in the version. That yeah, I no, they don't have it in in any version. Oh, okay. Yeah, and there's a really yeah. cool reference because, um, uh, you know, the principal played by Henry Winkler, the Fonz which is fantastic. Yeah. <laughs> um, he's walking back to his office at the time. It's all locked down. And you kind of, you know, you're watching a horror movie. You start to suspect that, you know, this guy's going to get killed off in a minute. Um, but someone makes a noise and it's the janitor and he's like dressed as Freddy Krueger where he's with the hat <laughs> and like, the striped things. The striped jumper, striped jumper on. on. That was, I was like, yeah. So that was a really cool little nod. And once again, the self-awareness of yeah. Scream and, and how good it is. But um, yeah. And yeah. Poor Fonz gets wrecked. Now that I talk about it more, I'm like, it's actually a really fantastic movie. Mainly because of how many, you know, little yeah yeah yes. they give to like other Little winks to the camera. It's like, thanks for that. <laughs> thanks for that. And it's like only true horror fans are gonna know what these references yeah. are. Like, um, Nightmare on Elm Street was my first horror movie. So when I see that I'm like, Yes yeah, sick. I love it. <laughs> So it's like a little, little um, jump in my heart, like oh, oh yeah, I love that. <laughs> and so um, they're all heading home now because school's out. There's a curfew in the town now. Um, and who's having a party? Who who's uh, this who's is at Stu's, at house? Stu's house. His parents have gone home, yeah. uh, gone away. So they're having this big party out in the middle of nowhere. Yeah, it seems like all their houses are really in the middle of nowhere. Yeah, some kind of like... It seems like one of those towns. They're a rural, small town. Mm. Yeah. And so, um... Sydney's only going if Billy's not going. And, oh, Billy's not going. Billy's not going to be there. That's fine. <laughs> so, this is where, like, the carnage absolutely takes off for this film. And, um... Dewey decides he's tagging along to the party to sit out the front. Yep. He's just such a great character because he's just a bumbling police officer. He's just and it's just lovable, innocent. <sighs> yeah. You know, he's just trying his and hardest, and yeah, he's just a genuine. Yeah, dude. it's him bumbling around with um, like you're saying, like with Gail and his like crush on her. Yeah. I just remember that scene in Scary Movie, though, where um, Gail, whatever, I don't know what they have her name as in Scary Movie, and she puts her entire finger in his mouth. <laughs> oh, I don't remember that. Like, I don't think I've... Yeah, see, I don't think I've seen Scary Movie for a very long time. I'm just like, do you know where fingers go? <laughs> yeah. And so, um, but that's why, like, I just remember 
um, I can't remember what they call him in Scary Movie and like their interactions and I'm just like, oh, that's so weird. Officer Doofus. Um, but Officer Doofy. Yeah, Doofy. Doofy, that's right. Smell my finger. <laughs> if uh, my ass. Ugh. God. One of the few lines I remember. <laughs> yeah, oh, I could, yeah. I love that movie so much. It's so funny. Um, and so, yeah, they've gone to this party and, and everybody seems to be there and, and the girls are having a good time. Um, Billy shows up and they decide they're going to go talk upstairs. Yep, they're going to go Netflix and, and chill upstairs. They're going to go Netflix and chill upstairs. Yeah, VHS yeah. and chill. And so, VHS and chill. <laughs> oh, I miss those days. Not the chill <laughs> part, because like, I was like 12, <laughs> that's not okay. The VHS part. <laughs> Just the VHS. Yeah, part. when if you wanted to watch a movie, um, you had to, you had to like record on long play or something. <laughs> the good old days where I didn't have a digital collection and I just had a shitload of crap. <laughs> Ugh. And so um, the party's still going on downstairs, and this is where um, Randy is talking about the his rules. Horror, the rules of horror, and it's at that time that Tatum has gone out to the garage. Yeah, to get beers. To get beers. Oh, I'm sorry, Mr. Goldface. So, can you can you please spare oh, me? I want to be in the sequel. Um, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's so good. She uh, Rose McGowan is just fantastic in that in Scream. She's so um, vivacious <laughs> and perky. Um, <laughs> not even. She's like me, like really sarcastic and cynical and like like that is me all the time and I'm like I really you resonate with me yeah I get you (laughs) and so yeah so I've got the horror rules here that Randy goes through and it's the you will not survive if you have sex which they cut to Sydney kind of having sex at the losing her virginity upstairs with um Randy oh Billy yes Randy (laughs) (laughs) Randy whoa plot twist he's in two places Randy would wish (laughs) You will not survive if you drink or do drugs. Everyone cheers. Tatum's, Yay. Yep. And Tatum's out getting beers. Um, you will not survive if you say, I'll be right back. Yeah. Tatum, go on to get some beers. Be right back. Four. Everyone is a suspect. And then there's the two additional rules from the killer, which is you will not survive if you ask who's there. Um, and you will not survive if you go and investigate a strange noise. Yeah, that's right. At the, that's at the start with um, when Sydney's like... Yeah, why don't you go outside and investigate a strange noise or something? And it's like, yeah, yeah. And then he actually like, <laughs> goes outside and, yeah, hilarious. And then, like, Casey, where she opens... Oh, turns on the back porch. Mm. And her boyfriend's, like, all dead. Oh, what's the boyfriend's name again? Oh. Um, I can't remember. I'm pretty sure it was an R, like Rick or something. His name wouldn't have to be Steve, would it? <laughs> yeah, it's Steve. I just remember the line. Poor old is that Steve. The scary movie one? No, no, that's his oh, name. No, it's not the that's scary his name. Movie where he like turns the light on and it's the gay Cuban guy oh, screaming. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I just really. Oh, and she's like, "No, that's that's so and so, you idiot." And he's like, "What?" <laughs> Man, I've got to watch scary movie at some point again. Oh, I've watched the entire series. Like, I love it so much. And I think it's just a nice reprieve 
from the amount of horror I have Yeah, watched. nice palate cleanser. But it's just like, yeah, it is. And, you know, it's, um, it is a, a like, timeless movie. Yep. One of those. With all horror, all horror is timeless. Absolutely. And so, yeah, the boyfriend's, like, his entrails are all... Yeah. Out, yeah, he's got it. Because I felt really sick. It, it was it was gruesome when I saw that. And um, mm. cuts to Casey just strung up with the the swing as well, which is um, yeah. you know, we've seen like Casey get stabbed, we've seen the principal get stabbed with the the scissors, um, and bringing it full circle back to Tatum, like the way she is killed mm. is super creative outside of just the normal stabbing and maiming that the ghost face has been doing the whole movie with the 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 cat. She's going through the cat door, and he just like. Yeah. crushes her with the electric door which is just oh. brutal and amazing yeah. probably one of my favourite kill scenes in a horror movie and I mean like I've watched Saw I've watched Hostel I've watched like a ridiculous amount of exploitation films where a lot of people die and I'm just like nah that's really cool mm, it is like that is that is cool and apparently she kept falling out of the oh, door really? when they were like trying to lift it and they had to, like, staple her shirt to, like, keep her in oh the door. Oh, my God. So that when they lifted it, she wouldn't, like, slip back oh, wow. out. <laughs> Imagine having to do that and worry you're going to break a leg because you're going to fall out the door <laughs> the wrong way and land funny. Uh, Actually maim yourself. And one really cool, like, cherry on top at, at this point is... um. We see Tatum like die, and he's kind of Ghostface is standing at the door, and the door he, he like opens a little bit, and he just it's like he's not even moving. He just like fades out back into the party. Oh, I've never yeah, it's really that. cool. Well, I I'm pretty sure that's the order it happens. I haven't seen. I was supposed to rewatch for this, but I feel like I've seen this movie, movie mm. so many times that I was like, nah, I I no, I, I know the first because nobody knows. Yeah, and he just dead. like pops out the door back into the party. It's like yeah. surely there was somebody was behind that door. <laughs> surely there was someone in the room behind yeah. it that noticed that. Like, someone would have seen Anybody, it. like, heard the garage door or something, but, um... No, apparently no. not, because everyone's listening to Randy's chat about the, um, the horror mm. rules. And that's where Gail and her reporter are out in yeah, the van. Yeah, yeah. And they actually go into the part... Well, Gail does with Dewey. Yes. And, um, she pops the recorder in. Yep. This is the, this recorder. is really cool because the cameraman um he's setting it up back into their van out the front of the house and they're like almost immediately like oh there's going to be that 30 second delay and she's like shit mm. and like as soon as you like there's going to be that 30 second delay like oh yeah this is some, some something's cool going is going to happen with this delay and yeah mm. it, it, it does and it's really um and so they leave the party right and this is where like the story absolutely unravels completely and um i don't know where dewey is at this point he's like gone he said he's gone to check out some car with gay yes so they're not actually at the scene like back at the van yeah so it's and it's so, reported that it's um sydney's dad's car or or yeah they oh, find okay. out that it's sydney's dad's mm. car when they get there and it's like holy oh, shit okay i must have missed that bit in my rewatch because i don't remember hearing and then, that but yeah that and makes then it's sense. throwing up even more, like, holy shit, is it Sydney's dad, or what the hell? Is it? Yeah, is it a dad? Because he never checked on? in at the hotel he was supposed to, or something. Mm, yeah, because they're trying to track him down to see if he is, the, you know, the perpetrator of all of yep. this. And so, um, then, so they've got the recorder in there, 
then um, Ghostface comes in. Because everybody's gone. Yeah. Nobody's at the party. Yeah, they, they leave the party because they hear from mm. somebody that um, the, the principal is... Uh, he's been, like... Principal Hembry's been erected onto, like, one of the football posts... Is like hanging off that, oh, so everybody's like drunk and they're like mm. get in their car and let's go, yeah, let's go have a look. And they all like race off, and that's actually how Gail mm. and um Dewey find um Sydney's dad's car. Is like they dodge getting hit by the cars and they roll down this hill, yeah. and they're like, Holy shit, there's the car! This is Sydney's yeah. dad. This is really funny, yeah. like the really endearing moment when they're on top of each other. Like, have you ever seen well something so beautiful or whatever? And like, have you seen something crazy? And she's like, Not in my entire life. But she's like, oh, no, no, that's nice. No, look, there's the car in, in front of him. <laughs> like this little sweet, tender moment. But she, Gail's actually Aww. referencing the car that they found. <laughs> it's so funny. Poor Dewey. He was trying to yeah. be so nice. <laughs> Shut the shit down. Yeah, so poor Randy's the only person there sitting on the couch watching um, mm. Halloween of all movies. Yeah. Because he's like, don't go there. Don't go behind the door. Yeah. And he's, like, yelling Turn at Turn around, her. Jamie. Turn around, Jamie. <laughs> he's don't so do it. Don't turn around, Jamie. He's behind you. <laughs> at the same time, Ghostface is behind him. Yes! And it's so good, that scene. Because you're just like, turn around. Even more great self-awareness from the franchise. And at this time, the cameraman is watching the 30-second yes. delay. Yes. And so, but... In this time, um, in this time, I don't know how it happens because I remember that. I'm trying to remember, like, because this just went all really quickly for me. Yep. This bit where Billy is stabbed by Ghostface. Okay, so this 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 happens after. So what happens is yeah. um, he's watching the thirty second delay. He's like, "Holy shit! I need to open the door and um." kind of warn Randy or this kid. He probably doesn't know Randy's name at this point. Yeah. But when he opens the door, he's like, the delay and the door's open and he looks back on the camera and it shows Ghostface like peering off and he doesn't stab or kill Randy. He kind of disappears off and then that's when yeah. the cameraman gets his throat slit and he gets stabbed and killed okay. and um, he kind of pops back up later when um, Sydney gets chased on the, on the exit right. outside. Because yes. Randy gets stabbed as well. Um, in in the I think he gets stabbed. I can't remember where he gets stabbed in the arm. Oh, in the leg or in the arm or whatever. And then um, yeah. And Sydney's trying to. She's getting you know chased around and she's trying to escape. Uh, mm. Or is it Gail? Oh my god, I've I've lost it. No, yeah, Sydney. Sydney. She, she's running around and she's got you know she's trying to escape through the, the cameraman and the body falls down. The gal yeah. crashes the car. And then she's like, she gets out the back of the van. Yeah. And this is a really cool scene where she gets in the car and mm. she's locking all the doors and Ghostface has like got the keys on the outside and he ducks down yeah. and he's opening the door and she's reaching over and closing it and then it's being on the other side and all this yeah. stuff. And then you see in the back, like the, the it's like a sedan or like a wagon, the back of, it might be the police car actually. I can't remember. It's been like three or four years since I see this. And then the, the, the back of the, door opens up and he like comes through the back and oh my god and it's full on it's just like get out get out of the car yeah. i found myself like yelling at my team yeah. watching this movie and i do i love it because it has those amazing tropes and it does it well 
it's not a cliche way that they well it is but it's done fantastically and um so then she's run back into the house at this stage yes and she's cornered in the kitchen by Stu and billy yeah yeah so at this point like because um, Sydney was upstairs um, with Billy and they just had sex. And that's when Ghostface comes in and actually stabs, quotation marks, Billy. And that's when um, Sydney ran down and... And then the chase Yeah, happens. then the whole chase yeah. happens. And that's how she, he, she ended up outside and the cameraman gets mm. fucked up and all that stuff happens. So at this point, you think Billy's like done and dusted. But then later on... Yeah. Um, I was just like, oh shit, he's yeah, dead. She comes in and it's this like Randy screaming, it wasn't me it was him it was no it was him and they get locked in and then it's the corn syrup and he does that awesome line from um anthony perkins from psycho he kind of quotes we all go a little mad sometimes yeah um and he looks he has like because of his hair and the way he like starts his gaze from down and looking up and tasting the thing he looks so like evil and that's yeah and he's like it was corn yeah. syrup <laughs> yeah it's that's probably my favorite like quote line of the the whole thing in, yeah in how it's, it's really delivered. cool and another reference and this is yeah and another amazing horror movie reference and this is a bit where like my mind was freaking blown absolutely blown yep because obviously i'd seen scary movie first so in my head i think officer dewey is the murderer mm. so i'm waiting this whole time like i'm watching him hawkeye and i'm like it's him he's the murderer he's the murderer how, how are we gonna find out and then we find out that it's Billy and Stu. Yeah. <laughs> and that Billy had actually murdered Sydney's mum the year before. Yep. Because her mum had an affair with his dad. Mm. And uh, that's why the mum left. Or was it? Is that. Yeah, Billy's mum left because of the affair. Yes. It didn't happen a year ago. The affair had happened. Yes, that's right. And, yeah, you know, quite some time. And But Billy had only just found yeah, out about it. And that's why they, they actually framed Cotton. Mm. Yes, yeah, yeah. Um, which, um, yeah, so they're, you know... And it's... Uh, this scene, they're, like, hurting one another, aren't they? And they're like, this is how you yeah, do it. Yeah, they basically explain, and, like, why they did it and big ex- exposition yeah. revealed and, like, um, then, you know, stab it. let's stab each other and we'll kind of frame yeah, it on, frame it on like, Sydney's dad or whatever who, who'd been duct taped yeah. um, into the... He's been in their wardrobe or whatever. Um, and then, yeah, obviously, uh, Billy, he's a bit of a fucking nut. Um, obviously, stabs Stu mm. too deep, which is like the reference or the quote that I said before about his kind of yeah. aloof goofiness. <laughs> like, oh, my mom's mm. going to kill me. Like, yeah, he's, they're going to forget that you're a serial killer psychopath running around stabbing people. And uh, they're going to be real upset about how fucked up the house is. Like, Yeah. <laughs> I thought it was, like, reference to him getting stabbed. Like, his parents will be upset that he got stabbed. (laughs) (laughs) I forgot that he, like, threw a massive party (laughs) at the house. (laughs) And I'm like, oh, yeah, no, I'd be pretty pissed if my kid got stabbed, too. Yeah, sure. (laughs) Like like I said, sometimes I don't think bigger Mm. picture. (laughs) And I'm just like, why would you get angry about that? That's weird. And so I love love this scene. Because... um, 
just the real how they play off one another and it's just like whose whose idea was yes like this is insane and sydney's just like what the fuck can i go now like can i leave and you two just stab one another and i just i'm gonna (laughs) i'm gonna see myself out fine (laughs) like what the fuck and um she actually ends up with a gun, doesn't she? She has a gun. Yeah, it was it was the gun before, but she'd handed that to um Billy, and then Billy shot either Randy or Dewey, I think. Uh, Dewey got stabbed in the back. Yeah. Um, but and he shot Randy. Mm. But um, this from here out, when they're arguing about who he's getting stabbed, um, Sydney, I think she kind of escapes or leaves, and she ends up with the, yeah. the ghost mask and the kind of the voice changer at the same time because that's in the same scene yeah. and then she's calling Randy and then it's her time to t- kind of turn the tables on and say you're all going to go to prison or whatever um, the police are on the way and all that shit and then you know she kind of busts out and this kind of like fight scene ensues mm. and Stewie, Stewie gets hammered with the TV which is just awesome <laughs> awesome death <laughs> that bit I was like what just totally messed up body slam with the TV yeah his body had just crumble under yeah. that. Yeah. Because he's the guy who actually... He played Shaggy, didn't he? In, yeah. Um, yeah, Scooby-Doo. In Scooby-Doo. And I loved him. I yeah, he's fantastic. <laughs> fantastic. So it's so weird seeing, you know, him in this kid's movie after he played, like, a psychopath. Yeah, Matthew Lillard. Serial killer. I was like, wow. That's a big jump, yeah. isn't it? And then... um what happens yeah. after that and then, and then yeah Billy obviously gets uh, blo- like blown away finally um, but this once again yeah. another trope of the series and in particular with horror films um, it's Randy like they're all kind of standing over the body and Randy goes isn't this the part of th- this is the part of the movie where the supposedly dead killer comes back for one last scare and Randy kind of pops up ha! and then they like blow like I think it's Gail oh, that sh- like yeah. point blank shoots him in between Gale, the eyes yeah point blank in the head and I was like whoa no shot Which Gail is, and that's why I was like I do like her. Yeah, yeah. She's badass. Really like, she's really frustrating, but she's really... Like, she's an awesome and, character. And the same thing and happens in 2. Like, is this, yeah. isn't this the part where they always come back? And then we get, ah, another person running out. And instead, it's like Gail and Sydney in tandem with guns. Just... <laughs> okay. Yeah. <laughs> you got me. <laughs> yeah, I won't spoil who the killer is, obviously. <laughs> so. I'm just really funny about... Um, like sequels to horror movies um, because the Saw series is probably one of my favourite um, like you know but the first two are amazing mm. and then three just that's where it took a it got really complex in Saw and they kind of like tried to retcon things and have this yeah. like massive complex web of and it was just like it doesn't need yeah, that and these time frames like oh this movie happened at the same time as this and I know that happens with 2 and 1 but um, it just got a lot complex yeah. late, the later on it went and it was the police officer takes her from Jigsaw mm-hmm. I was like ah what is all this shit yeah but 1 and 2 were written by the Australian brothers and then they sold off the rights yeah they went to like Mel- University of Melbourne I think um, yeah that was Lee, the guy that was in it as well uh, so it was James oh, James Wan just... and then the other Australian guy yes. that's in it um, that it's Lee oh, Wanell, I think it is. He did The Invisible Man this year. I think so. Oh, yeah. I really want to watch think, that. I can't that's remember if he's from Victorian list. or he's from Tasmania. No, I'm, I'm pretty sure they're well, Victorian. Yeah, but I, yeah, because I remember looking it up when I first found out they were Australian, and I was like, of course they're Australian. <laughs> fucked up that movie. And is. then yeah, James Wan went on like, to do like, all the, like the Conjuring series and stuff like that. So yeah, oh, yeah. Man. 
And those movies are great as well. I They terrify me. Ghost movies scare the shit out of me. Um, like you said, with Scream, you know, it's... Um, this could be real. For me, paranormal movies, I'm like, this could be yeah, real. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> this guy... Go- you motherfuckers <laughs> played with that Ouija board. You're going to get what you... You're going to get yeah. what's coming. You touched it. You opened that portal. Things that aren't backed up by science, I'll be like, that's going to happen. Yep. <laughs> You're done for. Good one. So, yeah. Um, obviously, so at the end of the movie, we find out Billy and Stu were the killers and the dad has been locked up in a fucking cupboard all this time. I wonder how he'd be so hungry. <laughs> Thirsty, maybe? <laughs> I wonder if they fed him. I don't know. I'm sure he has a whole lot of other emotions going through his head. <laughs> <laughs> On the one food. year anniversary of his uh, wife's death, <laughs> being kidnapped. Um, yeah, I'm sure he's not really worried about it. All that other stuff. Worrying that his daughter might be dead. <laughs> they... He's like, I could really use a cheeseburger right now. Are they going to feed me? <laughs> what about Sydney? Is she all right? Like, is she still going to school? <laughs> Who's going to put money <laughs> into her college homework? fund? We should even go to college if I'm not there. <laughs> Just give me a cheeseburger or I'm going to die. <laughs> Those are all the things oh. that are going through his head. Cheeseburgers <laughs> and nuggies. That's right. That's what he's worried about. <laughs> and KFC nuggets? Oh. Not McDonald's. KFC nuggets. nuggets are the best, actually. They're the best. They're overpriced, though, Hands but down. I think they've got a pretty sweet deal now that uh, McDonald's have put pressure on them with the 24 for 10. Oh, God, wouldn't you throw up eating that many nuggets? No, because I, I have ate that many nuggets in the past, so. <laughs> and didn't vomit. That's right. Nice. I'm the real horror legend. <laughs> That's the real horror story. <laughs> I'd throw up everywhere. Um, yeah, so. So what did you think of Scream? Um, I've seen Scream a million times, and I love I, it. I, I've said it's my top five. What did you make yeah. of it? I really enjoy it because I love a good slasher yeah. movie. And the thing is, like, with... I, and I love gory movies if it's done mm. right. Like, if you give me a gory movie and it's just blood for the sake of blood and, you know, um, over-the-top deaths for the sake of over-the-top deaths, like, I'll just be like, I'll be so off it. I'll just be like, okay. no. Nah. Even though, I like, I love exploitation films because they're there for the gore, yep. you know? And, um, like, Eli Roth did such an amazing job with Hostel... Um, that, you know, I can't even fault him for any of that. And so when I watch, you know, this late 90s horror film where all of the the blood and, um, you know, like nothing was done for the sake of doing mm. it. You know, if it didn't need blood, it didn't have blood. Yep. And Like with Tatum's death. Yeah, exactly. Like it was so brutal but there was no need for blood, so there was no it's blood. Kind of a, oh, her mouth might have bled or something. Yeah, but. and it's, it's kind of a hallmark of the Scream franchise, I think, because there's a particular death in number one where instead of stabbing someone, he's just kind of in a position where he just throws someone off, off a balcony or whatever. It's like he's just in that moment, yeah. like, whatever like, the time calls for, that's what it is, and it didn't need this excessive, yeah. like you said, blood and gore for the, for the sake of it. Yeah, and I think that... Um, yeah, I really give credit to um, to to Wes Craven for that. Where I and I think because he's done you know so many amazing films where there hasn't been you know gruesome deaths, it's more the psychological impact. And I feel like Scream is one of those movies where it is psychological as well. 
like all the mind games and you know um it could it be you could it be you is it you um and that we're on that journey as well because like you know everyone's a suspect every who is it you know and there's always that one point in the film where you're made to think that maybe it's tatum maybe it's randy maybe it's dewey maybe it's cindy's dad and you know and you're on this like who could it who could it possibly be who is it and i think that that part of it was i really loved that part yes and as a final girl um you know because every horror movie has a final girl depending what you watch um (laughs) and i because i i think i actually listened to a podcast called the final girl And it's all of the actresses who have played. Oh, that's really cool. Talking about the movies that they've been in, and it's just—it's a freaking cool podcast. It's all women. It's just amazing, Uh, like all women in horror. Great, listen. Yeah, and um, so she, like her as a final girl, is amazing because she is just this typical teenager who's going through a rough time who, you know, isn't popular, but she isn't, you know, bullied or the nerd or, you know, and she's like, should I lose my virginity? And should I do that? And it's like all these things that most 15 and 16 year olds would have been thinking watching that movie when it came out and trying to find, you know, that relativity with her as a, you know, like, oh, she made it out of this. You know, maybe it's such a bigger picture than that. You know, like you think about it and be like, "Well, Cindy made it out." Yeah, me and next. Even like from the other perspective, like she's from a single parent home as well. And I'm not saying that every you know, it's supposed to be immediately identifiable to someone that's you know had a parent killed or I've died off or anything. But even just as like broken <laughs> yeah. homes or you know where there's a separation that's occurred, adversity. Yeah, that's yeah. that's right. And um, maybe they, there are other people that could have identified with that that part of her as a character. Yeah. Um, like, it's a less traditional, you know, her family's together type thing. Yeah. So. Add another layer And I feel to like it. they all were really not very traditional characters. Sorry? But even though ha- they weren't very traditional characters in the sense of the horror film either, in their actual horror movie spot, you know, like you have the jock and you have the popular girl and you have the slut yeah. and you have the stoner and... I don't know what the others are. The nerd. I guess Randy was really the only the one that kind of kind of f- really fell into that kind of stereotype because he was the, mm. the the nerd or the the guy. But the, like with how aware and meta the movie is and self aware it is, they needed a character like that that was kind of like the horror expert in the horror movie. Yeah, I think that was yeah. I just really loved the like the love that they gave to other movies in the yeah. genre. Like as if they were closing off that decade of horror, yeah, and and being like, this is these are all the cool movies that made up this this the last ten years of yeah. horror. And it's so funny because Scream um, has been really identified as the film or the horror movie that revitalized the slasher genre and repopularized it. Yeah, horror was kind of in a slump mm. in the mid. 90s like early to mid 90s we kind of got out of all the 80s like slashes and your kind of iconic horror yeah. villains and figures and then yeah scream kind of was attributed to revitalizing that and then we get you know i know what we i know what you did last summer and oh, jeepers creepers movie. and all this kind of stuff that urban legend all kind of pop up around that urban legends probably in my top there you go movies. wow yeah that, 
I freaking love that but movie. But all that kind of stuff pops around at, uh, up at the same time. And, you know, and then, you, yeah, all the um, Final Destination Final Destination, movies. yes. You get like oh, so good. You get Sarah Michelle Gellar and Jennifer Love Hewitt. And oh, it was just awesome. Yeah. Uh, and I, Jeepers Creepers was so good. I loved, I loved that. And, and um, that really, like when I said earlier on that this was like the turning point for me in like as horror as something that I loved that mm. when I first saw it when my when my pop hide it from the movie store was like I immediately identified like I call slashes chase movies this is this is my my type of horror that I love um, yeah I'm a slasher person as well yeah <laughs> I could sit and watch slashes all day and be like this yeah is and even the revitalization I of Halloween H2O um, with Harnett <laughs> I'll be, good old uh, Harnett be talking <laughs> I'll be talking to Zach about Halloween H2O. That was oh. his first horror movie. I was like, yeah. really? Wow, cool. Can't wait. What a weird Can't choice. Can't wait to hear that. That'd be interesting. <laughs> yeah, I've got a couple of really cool ones awesome. um, coming up. So I'm really looking forward to it. I've got a couple of American guests as well that are um, massive horror Very fans. Cool. So I'm really, really, really excited. And um should be really cool to get this launched. Excited. And out there and just hear people talk about talk shit about horror movies it's the best <laughs> so um i normally wrap up the podcast by asking my guests what is the last horror movie that you watched and would you recommend it wow last horror movie that i watched um that's interesting i can't even think of the last <laughs> horror movie that i watched actually um oh my goodness this is this is a tough one i think I can't even class it as a horror. I guess today it would be um, one, maybe Jewel. Is it if it is it classed as horror movie? What it's called it? Jewel. It's Steven Spielberg's directorial debut. It's from 1971. It's about this biz- businessman okay. who's driving down the highway, and he is like trying to get to somewhere, and he overtakes this this truck, and it like kind of overtakes him again, and um, for some reason this truck is kind of have it in with him and it kind of road rages and it stalks him along the highway. Um, oh, that sounds a bit scary. Yeah, it is. Yeah. It is. It's super tense, super scary. Um, I gave it five stars on my um, letterbox review today. Um, it's probably awesome. one of the best hidden gems that I've seen. Um, and just heard that it was Spielberg's debut. I thought, oh yeah, I better check this out. And it sounded like the type of movie that I love being like, like this chase movie mm. and, um, yeah, it was fantastic. So I would definitely recommend that. Outside of that, the last one that I watched was um, on the 16th of June. That would have been near dark in preparation for uh, a, oh, a certain for vampire discussion. Yes, that will yeah, come soon. Yeah, certain little vamp discussion. I actually did watch yeah. that because we yes. talked about it. And I was just like, that was a weird movie. It was weird. It. Yeah, it was definitely weird. But um, I really liked it. And I hadn't seen that before. And I hadn't seen the reversal of vamp- vampirism before in, in movies or i hadn't really yeah. remembered it there's not a lot is there so i don't uh, there's that and um uh, daywalker was it daywalker da- daybreakers daybreakers the, um australian they one. Did the was it, was it australian yeah yeah it was australian but it had Ethan that's Hawk right. in it yes i saw yeah. it in the movies um the the last one i watched was today I finally watched Get Out. Oh, what did you think of Get Out? Did you like it? <laughs> I loved yeah. it. It was so messed yeah. up. And I love Jordan Peele. Um, I'm a massive fan of his comedy series and the series he did on The Twilight mm, Zone. I haven't seen Twilight Zone yet. Is that good? Okay. It's really good. I've watched like maybe three or four episodes. Yeah. It's really interesting. 
and I just like him in general. Like, just he's very well spoken and very intelligent, and always has a lot to say. And he has um, he's redoing Candyman. He's doing yeah. Because um, he's ex- done the screenplay, but the, um, who's directing that? Nia Nia DaCosta. I'm not too sure. Yeah, oh, really? I'm not sure. I've not really heard of much of what she's done before, but I think this is. Mm. I can't remember if it's her debut or not. But um, another female director of horror, a la like Jennifer Excellent. Kent, who's done just Babadook and Nightingale. Nightingale, yeah, so, the Shoshka sisters yeah. who just did a remake of Wes Craven's Rabbit. It's even funny, like speaking of. Oh no, David Cronenberg. Sorry, David. And for, and for her to be doing Candyman, we were just speaking about Near Dark. That was Catherine Bigelow, wasn't it? I'm not too sure. I'm really funny when it comes to directors and whatnot. Yep. So I'm still learning my... Like, I have my people that are close to my heart. Yeah, like, yeah, definitely. Like uh, Eli Roth and the, and the Soshka Yeah, Catherine Bigelow. And, there you go. Um, yeah. <sighs> Fantastic. But yeah, you should definitely get onto that podcast if you're interested about more women in horror. I will definitely. And also February is uh, Women in Horror Month. Yep. So it's always a good I'll, time uh, to be I'll, watching. I'll chuck down an Excel spreadsheet and I'll like map it out so I can... <laughs> and be like, I'm watching, watching this, 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 and this, and this, and this. <laughs> There's actually quite a couple that you wouldn't know are directed by women. Yeah. So, and you'll be like, what? I didn't even know that. Keen to check it out. It'll be a... It'll be a. I was today years old when I learned this. <laughs> maybe I'll bring. Maybe with everything that's happening in the world uh, today uh, or now, I'll bring February forward by a few months. <laughs> yeah, just do it because a lot of them are yeah. really fantastic movies. All right, so um, I'm gonna let's. Uh, I don't have an outro either. It's just a thanks for coming in and talking about Scream. Yeah, no worries. <laughs> thanks for having me. I'll, anytime anyone wants to speak about Scream, I'll happily do it. Uh, like I said, one of my favourite yeah. movies of all time. So, Yeah, so um, give yourself a plug. Tell people where they can find you. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at BuddyWatson12 or at RadioWatson underscore. Radio Watson can be found on Apple iTunes or Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Play, and all those fun places. Uh, it's basically my podcast where I'm speaking about movies, music, games, wrestling, sports, pretty much you name it, it'll be on there. Um, it's kind of a little bit of a passion project. I don't really release weekly or fortnight or anything like that, just when I want to speak about something or there's a certain guest that I want to speak to and have a chat about and there's something they want to you know, go through, um, then, yeah, we'll, we'll do it. I've done stuff on Lincoln Park, 30 Seconds to Mars, The Last of Us 2, a little bit of wrestling here and there. I'm doing one on Ryan Johnson's discography. I'm not sure if that's out by now or coming soon, depending on the release of <laughs> we'll this. See. How I yeah, with and um, <laughs> of course we've got one planned as well yeah. with uh, I'm really looking vampire flicks, which will be fun. <sighs> My favorite, yes. Besides horror, obviously. Yes, it's one of those like <laughs> sub horror genres, and as far as like you know, your universal monsters. Um, yeah, the vampires. I, mm. I, I love vampires. Oh, me too. I don't know what else to think about. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, when I was younger, I wanted to be a vampire, so, um, yeah. Yeah, mm. me too. I just I wanted to be in the Addams Family. You wanted to be in the Addams Family? <laughs> As who? Where's what? Like, just just with them. I don't care. With me? you, with just them. Just me, Catherine Addams. Yeah. <laughs> Take yeah. me. Get me out of here. 